welcome to the Wonderfully Woven podcast. I'm Lucy Garrison, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and this is a space where we'll delve into discussions around all things wellness and nourishment for the body, mind, and spirit. We'll chat about what it looks like to support and steward the original design of how our bodies were created so you can live fully and freely through all seasons of life. And no matter what you're journeying through, I want to remind you that your body is wonderfully woven. You are wonderfully and fearfully made and marvelously complex. In this episode of the Wonderfully Woven podcast, we'll be chatting about the importance of understanding how our body is designed and intended to function so that we can know how to purposefully support it through the food we eat. And I'll provide a very basic overview of the form and function of our bodies to really begin to lay the groundwork for how and why what we eat fuels our body. Now, being healthy can mean different things to different people. And I think one facet of being healthy is that of nourishing our bodies in a way that facilitates its optimal function. And to understand this, There are two key areas of study which are foundational. So firstly, anatomy, and that is the study of the structures of the body and their relationships to one another. And then secondly, physiology, which is the study of the functions of those structures. And when we understand how something works, we're better able to understand what and why certain things are needed by the body. Our bodies are so intricate and complex And food ultimately provides it with the raw materials that it needs to perform different processes, to grow, to develop, to repair, and to restore. And these materials are in the form of macronutrients, so carbohydrates, proteins, fats, as well as water, and then micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And they can be either synergistic, so that essentially means that they require other vitamins and minerals to be present in order to work, or they can be antagonistic, where they can interfere with the action of other nutrients. And this is something that we'll talk more about in future discussions, but to provide you with an example, fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K require the presence of fats to be absorbed. So when you consume foods that are rich in those vitamins, eating them with a nourishing fat actually enables your body to best absorb and utilize them. Now, to provide you with a visual of how the food that we consume is needed and used by our body, I want you to just picture the human body. And a large percentage of the human body is comprised of six elements, oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus. And being a very visual person, to me, just beginning to see it in that context helps me to actually see how our food provides the very basic building blocks that our bodies are dependent upon. And to delve a little deeper into the science, within our bodies, there are different levels of structural organization. So there's the chemical level, cellular tissue, so like our muscles, organs, then the system level, which is things like the reproductive and endocrine systems, and then the organism, which is our human bodies. And the food that we eat is fundamentally needed for that initial chemical level at which our body operates. And then that then has a cascading effect on the following levels because the chemical level 
builds onto the cellular level, the cellular level builds onto the tissue, the tissues from the organs, and then so on and so forth. That's how it all builds upon one another in a very basic way. So for example, our food provides the materials needed to make hormones, like the steroid hormones that are needed for each phase of the menstrual cycle, such as estrogen and progesterone. And those are derived from cholesterol, which can be sourced from high quality fats and unrefined complex carbohydrates. So for me, the more that I actually learned and began to understand how food is used on this chemical and then systemic level, it really helped me to connect the dots between what I was eating and its use in the body, but also helped to provide me with more specific direction as to what foods could I incorporate to support different processes in my body, like the menstrual cycle, like conception. So that was a very simplified explanation as to why food is fuel for our bodies. And it is one that I'll continue to build on in future episodes as we delve into different systems of the body and different processes. But I also wanted to touch upon another facet to health. Um, And that is how we actually feel about food and what we think about it and our thought process around eating. And I think it's really important to remember that whilst it's very helpful to understand the different components of food like macronutrients and micronutrients, it shouldn't merely be reduced down to its components, but it should also be something that is enjoyed too. Because sometimes I think breaking it down into your macros um, can often lead to really unhealthy ways of relating to food. And unfortunately, just due to diet culture and the way that society defines and portrays beauty, health and fitness, it can sadly lead to people losing the enjoyment of their food and instead just viewing it for its caloric intake versus how it can actually nourish them physically, but also mentally. Food can be a part of gatherings and celebrations and meals shared over connection and conversation, as well as just traditions with family members. So whilst food is fundamental to our body's function, it can also nourish us in terms of just our community too and our social and emotional health. And that can actually also play into our emotional and mental mindset when we eat. And, you know, if that becomes something that is actually stressful and daunting, that actually impacts the state that our nervous system is in when we eat our food. And that can cause us to either be in in flight or fight mode rather than rest and digest and essentially that means that it's going to redirect energy and resources away from digestion because your body is preparing to flee what it sees as a threat or a potentially dangerous situation because it can't differentiate between different types of threat so you could eat the most textbook nourishing foods but if you are constantly stressed rushing around overthinking what you're eating whatever it may be your body is actually then limited in its ability to break down and use the nutrients in the food that you're eating. In her book, Deep Nutrition, Dr. Catherine Shanahan expresses that just about everything we eat, think, breathe or do can directly or indirectly trickle down to touch the gene and affect its performance in some way. And to me, this quote really captures another facet of nourishment that can influence the optimal function of our bodies. And that is the physical environment that we live in. 
such as our house and the spaces and places that we spend time in. So just to paint a picture of that, it could include the sunlight that your skin is exposed to and soaks in, the grass, dirt, sand, water, whatever it is that we immerse our feet in, the quality of the air that we breathe, the scents from candles and perfumes that we inhale, the level of rest that we get as we sleep, um, and the toxic load from hygiene and cleaning ingredients that our bodies are exposed to. Whilst this was a very basic overview of how food provides fuel for our bodies, I hope that it helped you to begin to see how things are so interconnected and how by the food that we eat and the environment that we live in, we can support our bodies and really help them to thrive from the inside out. listening to the wonderfully woven podcast if you have any thoughts on topics that you'd like to be discussed or questions then please reach out to me at wonderfully woven well at gmail.com